Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion, Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3-133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go all the way to glorious, but there were a lot of things that happened over the weekend that went my way. And so it's pretty – my. Well, not a whole lot of my teams were actually involved. So, uh, but it, 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 I think you can justify, I could justify saying glorious. There, there is hope that this Casper situation is going to end well for the Saints. I don't know that it's going to, but there's hope. I think a lot of so say Saints fans saved themselves a lot, two more weeks of, of shamefulness by the teams who won yesterday, and we'll get into that some, or more than that, if you would like. Um, The Cajuns had a rousing victory Saturday night, down 19 at the half. You know, Georgia Southern, for whatever reason, plays really well in the Dome. They had won four in a row coming in. Their last four in the Cajun Dome. Um, for you know, for whatever reason, in the last four or five years, it hasn't always produced W's necessarily. But for whatever reason, the Cajuns play better against Georgia Southern in Statesboro. Maybe it's their that's closer, more like a Blackham kind of a of a of a facility, and they, they somehow feel comfortable there. I don't, I can't even explain it, but. Uh, and Georgia Southern has played the Cajuns better in the Cajun Dome. And it worked that way in the first half, but the second half was very different, and the Cajuns scored 64 points. Um, I didn't like always uh, like the method that it happened, but when you're down 19, you don't care about the method. And what I mean by that is in the last five minutes of that game, all it was was every time a trip, every time some one team went down the court, they just called a foul. Sent them to the free throw. It just became. They should have just got rid of all the play and just say, "Okay, you go to the free throw line." You go. And that's. It, it was ridiculous. But anyway, was uh, what it was. Cajuns don't care about all that. They just wanted to win, and they did. And they didn't end up winning by double figures, but they weren't that far away. Uh, they weren't that far away of being down nineteen at the half and winning by double figures. It almost happened. It's crazy. Looked like it was going to happen for a while. But um, it was uh, – so lots of things happened over the weekend that to, to discuss today. And as usual, on a Monday, two hours, where you could get on the game hotline. So, again, the game hotline is 706-0111. Look, I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on the two football games. One, the first one was just – it was just awesome. I mean, I just, that was just great fun. Okay, great fun to watch the cheaters get cheated. It was great. Now, 
you know, the way it worked out, they had two quarterbacks that were injured, and, you know, they really they weren't going to win the game after that happened. And so they weren't going to win anyway. But until that point, man, did they – I mean, it, they just – I mean, the Eagles got every call. I mean, they got every call. It was that – was, that was priceless. That was just tremendous, tremendous. The only thing that would have got it better is the um, – if there had been a couple more legal blocks in the back every time the Eagles kicked, scored a touchdown and the kickoff, you know, they, they did it once, which I love that, you know, the old illegal block in the back after the other team was just starting to really build up momentum and put them back, you know, first and 10 at the eight-yard line. I, I, I could have used one or two more of those. But other than that, it, 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 was, it, it was just – it was tremendous. And, again – I've been trying to make this point, and no one, I don't know that very many in the whole country get it or agree with me or really understand what I'm saying. Uh, and I've been saying it since the 80s. It, it's also, and we'll get to all the different, we'll peel back a lot of layers today. But when when I, when I began calling that franchise on the flake coast with the red and puke brown uniforms, the cheaters, it was because, first of all, they, they cheated. I mean, they cheated to win. But the thing that, you know, back then, and, and I still get it, so, oh, it's just sour grapes. No, it's not sour grapes. It's, it's, it's about fair play. And, and here's the thing that so many people get, and I, we've talked about this over and over and over again. And Saturday's game in Philly, I mean, before I obviously when the two quarterbacks got hurt, they weren't going to win. They couldn't even run a real offense. So we understand. I'm talking about prior to the second, you know, the when the second quarterback got hurt. And first of all, more NFL ridiculousness. Like it wasn't that long ago you had a third quarterback on standby, and if you needed to use him, you use. Who got rid of that rule? Like again. Who sat in a room? I say this all the time, and I have to say it all the time because, one, the NFL is ridiculous, and, two, people just don't get it. Like, who sat in a room? I always I tell you all my criteria all the time. Do we really want a Super Bowl decided on this? Do we really want that? Like, who sat in a room and said, you know what? We're going to get rid of this third quarterback on retainer kind of thing. And, and if we need him for the, you know, we're going to put him in. And who thought about that? Well, I think it's technically still up to the teams if they want to have a third quarterback. But what, what your point, and I agree with, is the whole inactive system where you have to have your 53-man roster, but then you have to declare all these inactive players every week. That doesn't make any sense. Like, what's the point of that? Just having less players available, and you talk about health and safety. Why would you not allow right. a team if they're on the roster? This isn't like practice squad guys. There's every NFL team has to declare certain players inactive, and that's why you see healthy scratches sometimes because they have to. And what's the point of having healthy and active players? You know, when COVID got here, there were there were in baseball there was this, uh, some sort of system where you had a guy and he was kind of like, you know, on a bubble or something. And if people got hurt, then you could use him. And because and, I've thought about this all the time, like they only give you so many offensive linemen. So 
Like what, 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 seriously, what would you do if you had four offensive linemen out for the game in a, in a game? You couldn't even play the game. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like that, they should have never, that, that should not, what happened yesterday, look, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Okay. But that should never happen. And it's just more NFL making decisions in a boardroom that have nothing to do with uh, rewarding the team that's playing the best and and anything to do with justice. There was a play yesterday, and we talked about this about two weeks ago. There was a play yesterday. Let me see. It was in the Chiefs game. And they made the right call. Oh, it was when um, Mahomes' knee was down and he threw the ball out to the left flat and it looked like he got it off and he got like four yards, but he really didn't. He really got sacked for two yards and his knee was down. And instead of making him do a challenge, they changed the call. Which means if they had any sense of justice, which they don't care, again, the NFL, it's it's been my stance for decades. Not sour grapes. It's fact. It's truth. The NFL has never cared about fair play. That that is not a cry. They don't even strive for fair play. Um, all that what that was was someone in the booth saying that was the right call. Don't make them. That's the right way to do it. Just like and I and again, I'm not as much an NFC Championship game Saints Rams as most Saints fans are. Because I understand what happened in that game. But 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 I don't blame the officials on the field. I blame the NFL. You have to have a system to correct gross errors. And now they're that was an example in that Chiefs game. They've got it, they've got somewhat, they they make taking baby steps into a system that should have took place back in the 80s. These idiots are 30 or 40 years behind the times where you don't make a guy use his little bathroom trip. You know, little little Johnny doesn't have to use one of his little bathroom trips. Um, that we see the mistake, you correct it. And all, the, all that would have had to happen in that NFC Championship game, you see the mistake, it was an obvious, blatant error, you correct it. It's really simple. It's really simple. They overcomplicated. It's really simple. Uh, it's just every time I see that, I'm like. But, but to get back to the point, here's what so many people miss. They, they, because if someone says, well, oh, it was a good call. It was a good call. That doesn't mean justice took place. That's the thing that that has driven me crazy for decades. Because somebody comes on and says, well, that was the proper call. And here's why that does not mean justice takes place. Okay, you have have a call, and it's technically the right call. Then you have another call, and it's a 50-50 call, and it's technically the right call. And then you have another call, and it's a 50-50 call, and it's technically the right call. And then you have another call that's a bad call. 
and it goes to the same team that got all these other 50-50 calls their way. And I understand that I'm just 50 50 is just a description. It might really be 60 40, whatever. I mean, it, don't get too technical here. And then you get another call and it goes the other team's way. And then you get a no call that should have went against the other team that's getting all the calls, but it didn't. And then you get another call that should have went, but it wasn't made. The call wasn't made against the team that's been getting all the calls. And so at the end of this half, as an example, This team is plus seven. But the calls that were actually made and showed on the replay were technically all defendable calls. And so everything's good, right? Right? Right, cheater fans? All you new cheater fans? Everything's good, right? Well, no, it's not good. It's not fair because what about the Devontae? What about the touchdown you gave him in the first quarter? Don't talk to me about it was a right call. That wasn't a right call. And don't talk to me about all the other calls that weren't made that should have been made because, see, that's the other thing people miss. We say all the calls were right. Well, no, every time, every time you look view a play and there's an infraction and you don't call it, that's a call. A quote-unquote call is not just when you throw a flag. You make a decision as an official on every play. That, again, I understand that they got two quarterbacks hurt in the end and they weren't going to win the game. But I'm talking about up until that point, it was a classic example of, um, well, that was the right call and that was, well, forget about the fact that you gave them a touchdown on a, on a, four, on a play that they, they, they didn't earn, and forget about if one team gets every call, it cannot be fair. It doesn't matter if the calls go are, are technically defendable by the rule book. That's the thing people don't get because all it takes is miss call here, miss call there, bad ruling, and, and give them a touchdown on, on a ball where the receiver actually dropped the ball. That blows all that other stuff out the water. That's what I've been complaining about for years. Because here's the problem with the way we do things. All it takes is the media and the fans who buy the great myth and the great lie that it all evens out. It never evens out. If you believe that, then you're just a fool in this subject. Now, again, you're probably smarter than me. And, you, and, and, and you're probably way better in business than me or and all that kind of stuff. But in this subject, you are an absolute fool if you believe this stuff evens out. It never evens out. That, that is a lie. That is a myth. Just like it's a myth that officials don't determine football games. That is a myth. The officials are in total control of the football game. Total control. You... you the other thing is, you you just it, 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 again it was just perfect example that it's not about just you don't a fairly officiated game is not one where you the rule book is your number one priority. The rule book cannot be your number one priority, and it and it and. All they're worried about is saving face, and someone says, well, that was a good call, and everybody shuts off. The media says it was good, and, the, and then the fans say it was good because some announcer who's an ex-official tells you it's good, and everybody acts like fair play took place. No. And yesterday was the classic example in Philly 
the cheaters got cheated that whole game. And it's not that all the calls were bad because most of them that were reviewed were good. But when, when, when one team gets every call and the no calls don't go their way and there's one or two really bad calls that gives the other team a touchdown, that is a total cheat job. Now, again, again, I do not think and I have never thought that the officials get together before the game and say, we're cheating for this team. That's not what happened. But if you don't have a system in place to correct cheating, then you're a cheater. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. You don't care about fairness. You don't care about justice. You don't care about the team that's executing the best on the field. All right. We'll take a timeout. Want to get to the quarterbacks. We'll do that, and we'll come back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Again, want to get back to it. If you, you know, some people probably like, why does he keep calling them the cheaters? But again, especially if you're a supposed Saints fan that was pulling for the cheaters yesterday, first of all, shame on you. And, and, and second of all, if you were watching that game and you were pulling for the cheaters, and you realize how one-sided the officiating was in that game, it, that's what it was, especially if you weren't around in the 80s and not. That's what it was like. And you might have even been around, but you bought all of the lies. Well, that was a good call. Well, that was technically a good call. That was technically a good call. That was technically a good call. Well, wait a minute. They all went one way. How about, how about there's two teams on the field? And one of them's actually outplaying the other one, which happened constantly. In the 80s and 90s. Constantly. That is why I call them the cheaters. It happened over and over and over again. I mean, it, it just, they will always be the cheaters. And it was, that I, I know a lot of people don't think it was a good game. I thought it was a great game. <clears throat> I enjoyed that way more than 42-40 with the two teams going up and, oh, this guy's so great. Oh, that's a bunch of malarkey. That NFC Championship game yesterday was just great fun. I mean, that was great. That was great football. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. <clears throat> Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing a little better. I needed that. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, uh, you know, Kevin, you and I, we really are in uh, unison with the with, when it comes to all this stuff that you're discussing this morning. You know, sometimes we differ a little bit, Kevin, but you and I are, when I tell you, hand in hand with this with this topic that we have going on. And, and, and I'll give you, uh, you know, the other game wasn't exactly uh, void of 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 cheating because I'll give you. A, 
prime example, Kevin, prime example. Of course, listen, the, 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 the backup offensive line, you know, he had two backups <laughs> that Cincinnati had. And listen, Chris, uh, the 95 there, Chris, what's his name, Jones or whatever for the Chiefs, he, he's a beast. I mean, listen, he's unblockable under perfect circumstances. So, I mean, so listen, and, and the, the poor Bengals, and he was abusing them. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew, okay? So they held him several times. I mean, you know, called, and I'm sure they held him. I had at least two, and I think three holding calls, and I'm sure they held him a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, so this crucial, so, you know, obviously the officials were, you know, must have been keying on that because, you know, that was, that was the point of emphasis that they couldn't block the guy. So this crucial play occurs, intentional grounding, they call on the Bengals, okay, which – you know, it was arguable, but you know, right like now, let, let me ask you though: Did they call intentional grounding because the ball didn't get to the line of scrimmage? Proper call, proper call, Kevin. Okay, well, when they show the replay, guess what? Ninety five's doing. He's ripping the head off of the poor second string offensive lineman. He's got his hand right under his face mask, and I'm telling you, he's about to rip his head off. It, it, you know, could be could be manslaughter. If, if if it goes to trial, okay? Right. Well, guess what? Guess what? Well, nobody sees that, Kevin. I, I, I'm a little confused at how you call holding on these guys multiple times against 95. It's pretty obvious that he is unblockable, and yet he rips a guy's head off, and, oh, well, no call. And, and all they say, and, and they, I mean, it's blatant. All they say is, oh, might have been a little, might have been a little, you know, these yo-yos in the booth and this uh, 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 official, brilliant official that used to call, and now he's a expert, you know, <laughs> in the booth. All they say is, oh, yeah, well, boy, could have, could have been a hand to the face. And they just whoosh, whoosh right on now, by. Y'all, they go right, right on. on. Again, it, 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 it's it's driven me crazy for years. That's the kind of thing that drives me <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> people and like you say, people just listen. They to buy that Mike stuff. Soraya or Dean Van Dumbo say, "Oh, that's the right call." And I mean, they just say, "Oh, well, man, the game was." They said it was good. It was yeah. properly called. Yeah, it, it, it's it's. I, mean, I just wanted to just wanted to. Call in, Kevin. I haven't talked to you in a while, and when I really feel like the brotherhood, <laughs> you know, I have to call and say. I understand. You know, how, how step we are. All right, Kevin. Thank you. Know, you. Have a great day, my friend. And you know what makes it even worse is then what happens to add to the frustration is then we got to hear all the fans and analysts talk about how what a great job the quarterback did who threw the incomplete pass on third down and they got bailed out by the officials and then threw the incomplete pass on third down and got bailed out by the officials and then eventually he throws it to, oh, what a great quarterback. Oh, did you see that? No other quarterback on planet can make that play. What are you talking about? Like, that's the stuff that just drives me bonkers. We are such a result-oriented fan base and society that we can't put anything through a filter. What are you talking about? The officials scored that touchdown. The officials scored the touchdown. You didn't do nothing. 
but got handed the, a, a drive on a platter. And we're going to pray. Oh, what a great. Oh, get out of here with that junk. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. What's going on, Brother Cal? Uh, man. That was a rough one for you yesterday. It was, man. It was rough to sit through that, Kevin. I, I see. This, this one here is the worstest one ever than the Super Bowl losses. I just, I said, this is, it's like, you, you you can't play. You can't run no plays. I mean, you just I, like you said earlier. I don't know who made that idea to take the the third quarterback out for what. I mean, you don't know what's gonna happen in the football game. I, I just didn't understand that. Not, now we got to run the ball like we high school. What I'm it's talking just, about is there should be a rule where you have an emergency third quarterback. It doesn't count against your allotment. Like he's yeah. just there and he can only play. If the other two guys get hurt, but and he doesn't count, just like they need to have extra linemen, because I'm telling you, one of these games, there's going to be four or five linemen that go down, and you're not going to be able to play the game. Like they've they they got to fix that. I think the NFL going to look at that because that's to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they but it's too they late. Might just try to see like, hey, y'all can carry somebody. They, I mean, that changed the game. What is that catch? Change the game that that wasn't a catch. I don't Correct. know why Shanahan didn't challenge that. I just understand that. But why the they normally go to the uh, the NFL normally go to the um the whatever they call that and and, and change it on the on the uh, on the field. Huh, Kevin, why they didn't change that? Or they do do it the only well, way they want they to? do it every once in a while. That's another thing. Like they did it on the in Patrick and Mahomes example I gave, but they didn't do it on that one. Maybe because that was the end of the game. I'm mean, mostly the second half. Maybe because that was the first no, quarter. Kevin, I, I just think it. I think it was a play, I think it was a play that looked like a catch. Just like uh, what what game was it? There was a catch that looked like a catch for the Chiefs in the end zone, but in every angle it looked like a catch. But there was just one angle where you could tell that it wasn't, and I and I think it just took too long to to get to that one angle. So, but I ain't gonna keep you too long. But you're right when you say. <sighs> That I, I I know you're having a glorious morning. I, I like I said I can't. I don't know what happened to you back in the days. I I I, I don't know. Got but all I know is you know that was a lopsided oh. game when it comes to calls. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you admit it. At least at least you admit it. You're not in denial. Oh, but I know you're happy. <clears> but I I can respect you because you're not in denial like oh this. But you 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 see oh. the game like. Come on, I mean, man. did the Eagles earn did the Eagles earn any of their points yesterday? I mean, well, really. no, I mean we all we had to do is run the ball in the second half and punt it to them, <laughs> and then Shanahan went for for four and twelve and up the middle. I mean, so they just I don't know. I just don't understand how they can say <clears throat> Eagles so so good. They so that the they gotta look at the game. It wasn't a game. Like yeah. I understand they won. I respect the Eagle fan, the ones that's on, that's listening. Congratulations. But y'all know, y'all watch football. It wasn't a game. It, it just, it wasn't a game. <clears throat> oh, it was, it was an enjoyable one for me, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I get, I get, I, I, get, yeah, I, I get your point. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, I appreciate the call. Hang in there. All right. We'll be back on the game.
This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry, we're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Casper the Quitter. Casper the Quitter. Now, the former New Orleans Saints longtime head coach who quit on the team after a tough season. Also known as Sean Payton. Now back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. All right. I wasn't going to discuss this in this uh, time slot, but since we just brought up Casper the Quitter, we might as well delve into it. All right. So here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want, whether it's the Cardinals or the Broncos or some mystery team or whatever, I don't want, I think Mickey's got to try to get as much for the Saints as he can in return for the, for Casper to quitter. But what I don't want is for him to play such hard ball that he squat that he just kills a deal that is basically reasonable and keeping the Saints in limbo. Now, Dawson was saying during the break that the Broncos took a, Speaking of limbo, the Broncos look like they're in limbo right now. Like, they supposedly went and tried to talk to Harbaugh last week. I read one report, even though he had already said he wasn't, he was staying at Michigan. Like, I don't know who they're going to hire. I I also read some column that uh, some reporter in the Bronco Denver media area wrote about how he's done with Casper and you know if with all these leaks that are taking place you know they don't the Broncos shouldn't try to get him because if he's leaking now what is it gonna well he obviously has never been around Casper I mean he's so tight-lipped I mean I know he's leaking stuff right now he's playing the PR game but when he was the head coach of the Saints and not not much got leaked out I mean that 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 is that that that's a silly comment. Again, I understand because again, he doesn't know what Casper's really like, um, because he's you know he probably been in the Denver area the whole time. But if you're a Bronco fan and you read that, don't don't believe any of that. That that's foolishness because that he Casper when he's actually the head coach goes the other direction. Like everything's so tight lipped, very little ever gets out. Think about it. I mean, they had a drug scandal in the with the assistant coaches twelve years ago, whatever that was, and that that never got out. So it was uh, no, it, it was that that is not a concern. But to Dawson's point, it could help the Saints. What's going on with the Broncos? You think? Just if they truly get desperate, the way it's starting to look, it's starting to sound like everybody's turning <laughs> Denver down. So if the Broncos become a player again, which it seemed like it was kind of trending in the other direction where he was, you know, the Broncos maybe weren't going to go that way. But if they all of a sudden go back and say, we need a guy and Arizona is still interested, now you could finally have that bidding war that's been talked about 
for so long that Saints fans were maybe hoping was going to happen that then it didn't seem likely. You know, they t- supposedly told four candidates who were not like top two or three candidates, but they were legitimate candidates like Morris and these guys. And they told them they don't and Shaw and they, and they said, we, we're not going to choose you. Well, they don't have Harbaugh. As of now, they don't have cap. Like, who are they going to hire? I, I don't know. And and the same thing with the Cardinals. Who are they going to hire? So hopefully, um, yeah, you know, somehow this will benefit the Saints. But he better not play hardball too much. Well, and to further your point, <laughs> it's all indications. I don't think it's finalized yet, but D'Amico Ryans looks set to take the Texans' job. Uh, there was some reports that all the Niners players were kind of saying goodbye after the game yesterday. They all know it's it's happening. So if that's happening, that's another that's one of the biggest names that was left that's now gone. So yeah, the options uh, start to become limited. It's like the old uh, you know college football recruiting. It's like, well, you got to hire the head coach now because you got to get going. And these teams are going to want to have something done, I'd imagine, before the Super Bowl. But uh, it's it's more and more looking like and and again Sean Payton made a comment yesterday that said we should know more this week um, about his future when he was talking on the Fox broadcast. So maybe he knows something and maybe he knows it's trending in a direction. But yeah, it, and we talked last week about let's just get it over with. I think we're gonna get to that, but it might have a few more turns in the story. <clears throat> you know, if you're not a if you weren't a Saints fan. And I can see my because he aggravates me, even though I would love to have him back. And I'm, you know, he drives me crazy. It's kind of a love hate relationship with him over the years. But, um, you know, I would just, you would just really dislike that guy if you were a fan of a nut. Like if you're a fan of the Arnolds or the Falcons or the Yuck, I mean, you just, that guy, he's so, just watching him when he does, when he stands there on the stage, uh, you just, what, what a, just don't really. He's just a classic guy. When he's on your team, you put up with him. And if he's not on your team, you would just hate that guy. Hate him. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, dude. Good morning. Good morning. It's so hard watching football when you don't really care who wins or loses. Oh, but, uh, that was a great. John- Did you not relish that NFC Championship game yesterday? That was tremendous. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. Uh, I preferred the second game because it was actually a game. But as a 49er hater that you are, I'm sure you were. Oh, and I was tremendous. Yeah, that was tremendous. I haven't gotten I to the it. AFC game. We'll do that in the next hour. Well, uh, we play fantasy football through the playoffs, and the guy uh, that was in the lead had Purdy as the quarterback. So I, I quickly sent him a text saying, uh oh. So, uh, again, it was how is it when you're down to your fifth quarterback? I mean, I was actually – I'd have gotten to a point where I'd have just run McCaffrey in the shotgun or, in the, uh, you know, uh, the Wildcat. I, it, it became evident they couldn't throw the ball downfield in Philadelphia just put right. everybody on the box, and then it kind of got real <laughs> ugly. But uh, McCaffrey's a stud. Okay, look, uh, real quick, Kevin uh, – the Sean Payton thing, this is an ego trip for the man. Are we, I mean, we got to remember what we're dealing with, and it wouldn't shock me if he ends up back in the booth and fuck. Well, he's nothing would shock me. I agree with that, but I'm hoping. Like, like he's, he's already lost Vic Fangio. He was putting together a staff two weeks ago, if you remember. Well, now Fangio's with Miami. 
So all the little delays and the little games he's playing, I just think he's fluffing up his ego and, and he's going to end up saying, I'm just going to stay in the booth for another year. Why would you want to get back into coaching if you got a TV gig? Well, if you just miss it. it. I mean, you just love the competition. I mean, those guys, like if you're Tom Brady, why do you stay? Because he's addicted to the competition. Yeah, but it, it, the coaching lifestyle is <laughs> different than the players, man. It's you're you're literally married to the job with you coaching, and if you can make money doing other stuff, oh, I'm with you. I, I'm just saying I, that's why they do it because they're addicted to it. Well, I'm predicting right now, Sean Payton's not coaching anywhere next year. Why you got to be so negative? That's not negative. No, I, that's negative. We're is. trying to look. I got a yesterday's NFC. After the last three years, seeing what I saw, yeah, I needed that. That was tremendous. That was a great game, and and so I add to that, um, we you know we need to finish this whole Casper to Quitter saga so the Saints can start moving on. So don't be negative. We got to be hopeful here. Well, what are you down with Denver? <clears throat> uh, I still can't believe the guy in San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers still has a job, but. Uh, that was the perfect landing spot for them. No, wow, it wasn't. It wasn't. We all said that, but it wasn't because they're not going to pay him. They're, they're not yeah, going to pay it's, him. So it wasn't a perfect landing spot because they're not going to pay him. Even if yeah, they I fired thought, the coach, they were not going to pay Casper. Well, I'd have said Houston a week ago was going to be the landing They're spot, not going to pay him that, either. That's looking less likely. That's why I think he's just going to do his little ego tour and then go back and say, man, I can make this much money working two days a week. But you Denver know, would, Denver is way more likely to pay him and they might not have a choice if yeah, they, they continue to botch this. Yes. So, And how would you feel about that as a Denver fan? Oh, I'd love it. I think he's a good coach. Okay. I think he'd bring him and give yeah, him an edge. I was just yeah. curious. <clears throat> I, didn't know, I didn't know if your bitterness – uh, superseded your oh, no I, I I just I just want right now I want draft picks and moving on and you know Denver would get a good call I think I'd be all happy well I'll pray for you my friend yeah I just I think I think his I think he ends up in the booth again next year well I hope I, not I've stop being negative one. Joey all oh, right not negative yo that's, that's negative good. we're trying to be positive right now all right let me let me get to a break We'll be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the footlish dictionary. Old tucktail. Tucktail. Noun. A former NFL coach who put his tail between his legs and went back to college where it's easier to win. Also known as Nick Saban. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game as we, on a Monday, review the NFC-AFC championship games. And look, if you want to talk basketball, speaking of officiating, the Celtics cheated again over the weekend. Did you see that? Ah, oh, typical cheating Celtics. But um, 
that was not good. Lakers should have beat the Celtics. You know, the Celtics haven't been playing very well. They went to Florida, got swept, and they should have lost to the Lakers if the officials hadn't cheated. Kind of crazy. Yeah, but I don't feel bad for any time LeBron doesn't get a call given that he's been getting the calls for 20 years. <clears throat> well, that's fair. That's fair. I, I Again, I, I have no issue with that sentiment whatsoever. I'm just saying this, the Celtics benefited from calls again, and that that's not a new thing either. They've been doing that for you know, 60, 70 years. So, uh, you know, and and look, I don't – teams go through lulls, and obviously the Celtics are not playing well right now from when most of the season they've been looking way better than I would, would ever want them to do. Um, and Nick texted over the weekend that he's in – I think Nick's in full-blown Pelicans panic mode right now. But, I, look, it's easy <clears> – <throat> It's easy to say for me who's not who someone who's not a Pelican fan who who you know likes when they win. I got nothing against the Pelicans, but I'm not a fan and so I don't live and die with them. Um and again, my definition of fan is how much do you hurt when your team loses? And I don't hurt when the Pelicans lose, so I'm not a fan. Now, I hope they win, I hope they do well. But um I, I still think it's too it's too much room for turnaround. There's, I don't think it's panic time. Dawson doesn't agree. You don't agree with me, or you do agree with me on that? I'm somewhere in the middle. I understand the urge to feel like this is doomsday because you've lost now, what is it, eight in a row? And the big thing for me is that you need to avoid that play-in tournament, and the way the NBA set up, I'm not a fan of it at all that 20 out of the 30 teams make it to some sort of postseason. But the concern for me now is you had this big buffer you had built, and you had four or five-game gap over these teams, and now you're, you're back in it. I think you're now actually in eighth place technically. But you know why it happened. Right. And so if you get healthy, again, if, you lose, if you're a pretty good team and you lose a bunch of games, what does that mean? That you're not that good. No, it means you're due to win. I, we we got to we got to we got to well, yeah, understand if, is that with means the you're due being to win. Okay, the cheaters. We didn't talk enough about this, and this is my fault. Okay, the cheaters. They won too many games in a row. That that was their own fault. Just like the Bengals, they won too many games in a row. It was their own fault. They set themselves up to lose. But no, I I I I, th- I still think the Pelicans are in good shape. I still think that. Now again, it's easier for me to say than y'all. I get that, and that. But I I think you're going to be very due to win when you once you get your your act together. I do agree with that. But my biggest thing is that there's so many teams in the league that are around them them record wise and are around them talent wise. I do think. I mean, if the Pelicans are as good as they showed the first quarter of the season then they should win those games. But there's just not that many easy wins in the Western Conference right now. There's just there's not that many teams that you're going to go out. So once you do get healthy, presumably if you do get healthy, you got to start beating some pretty good teams along with, yeah, when every once in a while you get a gimme. But there's only, there's only really one or two bad teams in the West, and everyone else is pretty decent. I mean, even the Lakers who are down in, what, 10th or 11th place, like that's not a, you know, an easy win anytime you play them. So that's what concerns me. The other thing that would concern me is – you got to get Ingram not just playing, but back to where he was at the end of last season. And, you know, that just doesn't happen by snapping your finger. So I think that is a legitimate concern. But again, 
if if as long as he doesn't get hurt again, there's still plenty of time to get to that point. I look, losing is not fun. I get it, but I think you're going to be very due to win once they once once they kind of get back in, in a groove. And I think there's enough, like a guy like McCollum is struggling right now, but he's enough of a veteran that where he's going to be able to reclaim where he was before either. So I, again, it, it, I I fully acknowledge that it's a lot easier for me to say um, than to than to feel because I get it. I mean, you know, if the Astros are struggling and the Saints are struggling, I don't want to hear all that foolishness. So I, I look, I get it. Okay, I get it, but uh, I still think they're going to be due to win when they when they come back. But um, I I meant to look at their schedule and I didn't. Like, are they going to? Is there a, a pretty winnable game coming up anytime soon? I, I don't know that there's a very winnable game coming up anytime soon. Not well. That's what I'm saying. You'll have a couple mixed in, and I've got to check on the exact schedule, but. Uh, I think you play you play a West Coast game tomorrow night on TNT televised. Uh, so after that, maybe it softens up. But yeah, again, there's there's just not there's never going to be a stretch where you play four or five gimmies in a row with the way the Western Conference is set up right now. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, you might find a game here and there, but you're overall you're just going to have to beat some pretty good teams. Well, yeah, but you need to all you got to do is win one or two games against teams you're better than if once you get back into close to full strength and then just beat a couple teams that are the same as you and you and all of a sudden you've won five in a row and everything's forgotten yeah that's fair but it's so it's denver coming up tomorrow then you have dallas the lakers the kings the hawks cleveland so you don't play a team below 500 until february 13th and that's oklahoma city or i guess you the, the Lakers, are the Lakers are below five hundred. Yeah, and the Lakers are. Those are the wild. Hawks are even five hundred, but yeah. So you have winnable games, but not gimmies, is is what I would say. They're all winnable games. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. All right, we'll take a timeout. Be back for another hour to follow. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host Kevin Foot. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion Houston Astros. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111-337-706-0111. If you want to talk football, basketball, Casper to quitter, whatever, Certainly feel free to give us a call. Before we get to the AFC championship game, we spent most of the first hour talking NFC championship game, which was just tremendous game in my opinion. I know uh, my opinion and most of y'all opinions are not the same on that subject, but that's okay. I want to give a traffic update. understand there's a wreck causing all kind of traffic jams on the corner of Evangeline Thruway and Jefferson Street. And so... If you might had any plans of going in that area, you might want to get a different plan. Again, all kinds of traffic jams because of an accident near the intersection of Evangeline Thruway and Jefferson Street. In other words, there's like a Burger King there, not far from the post office and all. So um, try to avoid that area if at all possible. All right. The AFC Championship game. I, you know, another thing that, 
there's so many things that aggravate me about the whole QW thing. And look, I I I'm not a QW, so I I tend to look at it as offenses, not quarterback. I understand in this QW era, it's all about the quarterback, all this silly talk, and it's just silly talk. You know, Mahomes versus Burrow. That's just don't buy into that stuff. You know, I, I, I it, it did my heart good. Sometimes Saturday, coming back from the Cajun game, maybe I was one of the national guys made the comment that that that's just not accurate. I'm like, thank you. There's some sanity in this world. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow never played against one another. They're never even on the field at the same time. That's nothing to do. I mean, I'm not saying they don't play big roles. They do, and they're great players. But, again, that that game yesterday was a prime example of it. Now, what I'm hearing a lot so far this morning was just building up Patrick Mahomes. Oh, what a crazy, you know, what an incredible performance. No, it was not. And, again, I'm talking about the offense. I'm not a QW. Now, if you want to praise Patrick Mahomes – for playing, having a high ankle sprain and going through the pain and, and, and all the limitations that that gave him from a gut standpoint, I have no issue. Praise away. I mean, I, again, I, 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 don't, I don't belittle any criticism. I mean, any praise of him being gutsy and, and how he was able to maneuver and, and, and overcome this injury. I, praise away. I got no problem with that. But don't come to me and talk to me about how great the Chiefs' offense was yesterday. It was not. They tried and tried and tried to give the game away. They should have won by double digits that game. They kept trying to give the game away. I mean, Burrow throws a pick right before the end of the first half. They're looking at a chance to play make it, take it, and put the game away. He gives them, after the pick, they get the ball close to midfield. He overthrows two receivers, and they get nothing, nothing. And then they punt. They let him drive 90-some yards, which is not their fault, but they drive 96 yards to cut it to seven, and then they go three and out in the, to start the second half. What? Patriot, oh, tremendous, great performance. What? Great performance? That was terrible offensive football right there. Terrible. Okay, so we get to the end of the game. They're still holding. They're still holding. They're still holding a fair amount of cards, and they 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 have to punt with the second to last drive. They punted. And either the third or fourth to last drive, the officials kept trying to give him the first down, and then Mahomes throws the ball 85 yards behind a wide-open receiver. And they're trying to tell me this was a tremendous performance. Get out of here with that junk. Oh, Huh? I, I understand what you're saying about the Chiefs overall offensively, but what Mahomes did I thought was incredible. They got They had 20 carries for 42 yards as an offense running the football. So he had no help from the running game. And he's on one ankle. I mean, you look down at no, it. No, his gut, the, again, guts meter was tremendous. And the other thing is, 
he he had very limited receivers because he had some injuries. And again, they deserve credit for that. But overthrowing and, and throwing behind receivers in clutch possessions, and then at the end, he didn't do anything. Now, again, it took guts to run the football. I'm not arguing his guts, okay? First of all, they kicked the ball into the middle of the field. The receiver, I mean, the, the punt returner returns it, what, 20, 30 yards to almost midfield, and they still didn't get it done. You say, well, they, they won the game. It had nothing to do with them. He's running out. They, they, they didn't do the time. They didn't do the time bad, but they, they could have done a little better. On the play that that before the field goal, he doesn't get it done. They're going to have to punt again or miss like a, what, a 50-something yard field goal? Their offense did not perform right around the half. Had great field position and they choked. Then they had great field position. They didn't get it done on the last drive. The the number 58 just happened to hit them a step out of bounds and they and they threw the flag, which I understand why they threw the flag, but that had nothing to do with the execution of the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offensive execution was severely overrated. So don't come to me with all this great. Now, again, great guts, no question. I don't argue the guts of it at all. And I agree. I agree that they had some injuries on offense. Actually, had injuries in the secondary, too, which unless they get really healthy, I kind of think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. But we'll get to that next week. But, no, I don't want to hear how massive of a performance this was. It was, in terms of guts, it was tremendous. But they – and then he fumbles the football in the middle of the field, just – just gives them the football. Another, there goes another chance. They had countless chances to put that game in the way, and it was the offense that let that kept get, keeping the Bengals in the game when they shouldn't have been in the game. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello, Kevin. Yes, sir. I'll be listening to you. Now you know I'm listening to you. Now I've been listening to you for a while. I haven't been calling. Got a thought of junk. That goes through the show, but when will you ever, when will you ever come clean and say Mahomes is a great player? I, I see what you're doing. You keep saying he gutted out, but you ain't say out all that blabber you said. You ain't said one time, man. He played great. He's a great player, and this and that. This There's and no, that. no, no he didn't gut. play great. He didn't play great. Now, is he, he an elite quarterback? Great? Of course, he's an elite. He's is he is either the he first or second or third best. No, he did not play great yesterday. Their offense, their offense kept the Bengals in the game. I didn't say anything about the offense, Kevin. That's I asked what we're you, did about. he play great individually? No, he did not. Really? No. Really? From an execution standpoint. Now, again, from a gut standpoint, he was tre- he was tremendous. But he, their, their offense is is they got they kept giving great opportunity after great opportunity after great opportunity to put the game Kevin, away and they and, remember, the, Kevin, and they didn't get it done remember, any Kevin. of those times you got to remember Kevin you made us aware of all this sometimes the game gets you things happen in the game the game won't go perfect all game for you that's true you know it's like I hear you say look let me tell you another thing I hear you say early in the year about him you brought him up again and like and like I said I listened to you carefully you always poo-poo on him, always. You brought up early in this a couple weeks ago. Oh, you see the guy, the, the, the throw that guy make? All quarterbacks make terrible throws every game, 
Okay. All but the, of them. No, but, but, but the media does not portray it that way. I don't care how much they praise. I don't care how many rings they got. They all do dumb things every game. Like you say, they get away with it sometimes because the defenders don't make them pay. So it happens. Sometimes the game gets you. So every pass won't be sweetly accurate every time. No, things that's fair. Happen. And now along that line, though, along that line, though, I don't know that he threw any dropped interceptions yesterday. He did a great job of not trying to give the ball to the other team. But as an offense, they did not. They they dropped the ball. They agree because you ain't said that one time about him since he's been in the league. And you said he wasn't to be nothing. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. He's an elite quarterback. What you mean it ain't true? He's an elite quarterback. I've never doubted. I've never said he wasn't an elite quarterback. I just say that this idea they build him up too much. He tr- the off and again not him because he's part of the offense. And when I say the offense, that has to do with Andy Reid, the play caller. That has to do with the offensive coordinator, the offensive line, the whole operation. I don't think this is a game of horse between quarterbacks like y'all do. As an offensive not football team, they y'all. kept the not Bengals y'all. in the game. The, they choked. They didn't even get it done at the end. The offense did not produce the field goal. 58 for the Bengals produced the field goal. The offense had nothing to do with it. They they they, they returned the punt to almost at midfield and then they botched it. So he didn't so he didn't make a run on that same flag. Well yeah, but his about. run didn't so produce didn't the field goal. The run so was not good enough run. to he didn't pick up the first down regardless that like when his, the guy hit him, he got an extra 15, but he didn't pick up the first down. His run would not have produced the – no. His run – you know what his run produced? Overtime. That's what his run produced. Overtime. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. His no. run produced win overtime. Look, look, Kevin, I heard you last week give all kinds of excuses for Aaron Rodgers. He ain't did this, he ain't had this, and this was bad, and this was bad. But you poo-pooed on Russell Wilson all year. So what's the difference no, between him true. and Russell Wilson? And Russell Wilson had a terrible situation. They're he both. Went into. They're what's both. The difference? They're both elite players. And if Mahomes had the Packers' offense this year, he wouldn't have had a good year. He wouldn't have. Mm. This city wouldn't have had a good year when Tyreek left. To me, he got better. He right back where he was when he had Tyreek. So I don't know, man. Like I said, people been poo-pooing on this guy, and I understand why. I understand why. But. It's time to give this guy some credit, man. Like he, I said, he's an, he's an elite quarterback right now, who played with a lot of crazy. guts. But the Chiefs' offense tried to give that game away yesterday, and they had yeah, countless yeah, opportunities yeah. I mean, yeah, to offense, get it I done. The it's great, the same thing. Like I said, like I said, it's time. He's the quarterback for you to once for, for once to say the guy's a great player and he played great. Never, 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 never he said he wasn't a great player. Never said he wasn't a great player. Credit. I'm hanging up the list. All right. Never said he wasn't a great player. He's obviously an elite player. But this idea, this narrative that he was tremendous, I'm talking about execution. I'm not talking about guts. His guts was tremendous. And it is true that he didn't throw a lot of balls right at the Bengals. So you got to give him credit for that. But the offense dropped the ball countless times yesterday. I mean, they, that should have been a double-digit blowout game. If they play good offensive football, that should have been a double-digit blowout game. On the, on the other side of it, you know, all I heard all week, how great Joe Burrow was. And I think Joe Burrow is great. Again, I, that guy is a, a cold-blooded killer is what I call him because of how composed he is. But twice he had the ball against an against not a great defensive football team with a chance to win the game. My whole family's mad at me right now because I don't know if y'all know how they think. They believe in jinxing. 
So I'm sitting here saying, oh, the, the, the Chiefs blew it. They blew it. The, the, the Bengals are going to win. They're like, don't say that. You know, they get it. And they still mad at me because they think that jinxes them. And so I'm like, well, they, the Chiefs blew it again. There they go, blowing it again. There they go, blowing it again. They just blew it again. They gotta, he just drops the football and gives it to them. He blew it again. And then I'm like, well, they're gonna, the Bengals are going to win now. I mean, they've they blown every chance they had to put this game away, and they still didn't get it done. So this whole idea that it's Mahomes versus Burrow, that's not football. Like That's like, that's like rugby logic or something. It's like this, it's, it's so off base that it's sickening to me. Like it, it's about the teams, like the, the special teams – the defense, the Chiefs' defense made big plays, and they're not even that good of a defense against an offense that was throwing the open receivers a lot. I, I just, I just, I just can't even believe the Chiefs, as bad as their offense was yesterday, won that game. I was, I was shocked because I really thought they had blown so many opportunities that they were going to lose, but they pulled it out. All right, take a timeout. Be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. The game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to get in, I um again, I I, uh, I don't I, I think if you watch the AFC championship game and you buy into that Burrow versus Mahomes thing. Well, I, I just, I just don't see what you're watching. I just, I just don't see what you're watching. Just don't see. It's just not accurate. The defenses, um, I would say, slightly outperform the offenses, and and the offenses on paper are better, but not that. That's not what happened yesterday. Now again, I. I prefer 20 to 20 football. I, all that Bills Chiefs game from the year before everybody freaks out all oh, the greatest that, that that that's that's I don't like all that where it's too easy to complete pass. So I I prefer this, but don't come praising to me talking about how great the offenses were. Just because we got to praise the quarterbacks to to make ratings and all. I mean it's just silliness. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. You know why the Chiefs won that game yesterday against the Bengals yesterday, Kevin? Well, the Bengals got too big for their britches. We talked about that last week. They needed to lay low, and that, that was that was stupid what they did. But anyway, go ahead. It was bad karma. Exactly what did what you just said. Yeah. Bad karma. Karma comes back to bite you on the butt, buddy, and it bit them big time. And and it couldn't have gone to a more uh, a cocky a city and a, a really a cocky team. <laughs> 
You know, yeah, they, they got year, Kevin, they, yes. Last year, how many of them teams they should have lost in the playoffs? Every one. Really? Yeah, every one. They won. And they won with kicking. But if you listen to the national media, they won because of the quarterback, which is just a lie. It's a fabrication of the truth. Now, again, I don't dislike. See, that's why Ronnie's wrong. I don't dislike Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is tremendous. But but he did not win those playoff games for him. The defense and the special teams won them playoff games for him last year. Exactly. He's a defensive coordinator doing a lot of good things. Yes. He did a lot of good things yesterday, too. <laughs> but, you know, he, uh, the, the team didn't cash in because it was about corner. And I don't understand. People don't, do not understand that. You know, that, that's, I mean, it's in every sport, karma follows you. And when you, you keep on pushing it, push it to the side, and then you start thinking it's about you, it's going to bite you on the butt. I did not. I thought that was stupid what they did. Like, they... I, you know, I get them having the chip on their shoulder for the Bills game. They did that perfectly. But then you don't give the chip to the Chiefs of all teams. I mean, why would you do that? That was just stupid. I agree with you. Kevin, can we talk a little bit about the occasion game, Saturday? Oh, absolutely. You know, Kevin, when they were losing at halftime, I mean, you could see on the, on the sideline, I think they went to timeout right before half. They all had their heads down low. I had never seen them so dejected. That was a team that got punched in the face, and they—I think they got knocked out. Uh, they didn't see that coming. It was—they uh, uh, made Georgia Southern look like Georgetown against—I uh, mean, uh, Villanova against Georgetown in the NCAA game. They were shooting seventy percent for the first half. Yes, but the and half, what, they weren't really like—they were like last in the conference in free throw shooting. They were making almost every free throw. They were eleventh in the league in three point shooting. They were just knocking them down like crazy. But go ahead. But, you know, with the second half, what I did notice, and I've noticed it the last two home games, you're starting to see Kobe come on, playing better, and getting more minutes. And I think that's going to – it's going to – the one player that's not going to see as much minutes now is going to be Jalen Dalcourt. And uh, I just hope he keeps his heads up, his head up and uh, stays with the team because, you know, there, there will be a time we're going to need him. Yeah, but, I was uh, hoping to was, get some offense that, from him uh, Saturday, but it, it didn't happen. But, yeah, I, I'm with you there. But uh, that was a great win, and uh, it showed them something. It showed them, you know, you know, you can be down and out. You can get pushed in the face, but you can't come back off that campus. campus. And they did. And but this kid, they better not do that again. I don't like being down by 19 at halftime. No, we don't want to have do a, that again. I agree. Have a good one. Now, I noticed Dawson kind of disagree with me. Dawson, you really think the Chiefs offense got that field goal? I didn't say that. I said I thought Mahomes was pretty good, all things considered. I know he missed some throws. He definitely missed some throws that he doesn't usually miss. But I thought given the circumstances, I don't know if it's fair to say that he played poorly. When you look down and he's 29-43, 326 yards, I think, two touchdowns, no picks. The fumble was horrible, and that almost lost him the game. But again, so he didn't win. Again, it, it poorly is relative, but he didn't win the game. The defense, which is not that good, won the game. That's fair. Because the offense had chances to win the game over and over and over and over again. And they kept giving it back. They kept choking. And then the defense and the special teams is what won the game. And the officials. I mean, like, they got uh, they got almost every call as well. They really did. Like, the Bengals have a plenty of room to be upset. But the Bengals, they they, – they, they got to get – look, I think they're, they look legitimately good. Now, 
was was yesterday Korma? Was it, you know, again, a medicine season? And it, they did have a medicine season. And they had a, arguably one of the best medicine seasons in, in NFL history. I mean, it was tremendous. Like, they could have gone to the Super Bowl. That just doesn't happen. And so, tremendous what they did. But they need to, I don't know, like, you gotta, you, you, you got, you can be brash without, you know, you can be responsibly brash. And they just, they didn't do it. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. 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 How you doing, Kevin? Hey, hey, in defense of Sean Payton, I would say under the Sean Payton era, he should have three or four Super Bowls in spite of the one that they won because the officials, they, if, if, if they could find a fan for speaking out loud, I think the officials stole most of the games from uh, the Saints. The Rams game, the uh, Minnesota Vikings game, they just don't want New Orleans in the in the Super Bowl anymore. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say he should have been in three Super Bowls. Yes, I agree. Oh yes, yeah. oh yes, oh yes. No doubt, no doubt. But that's what that's what I'm I'm looking at. And as far as the officiating is concerned, that's like looking at WWF. <laughs> well, again, they've got that. They're, they're, they their way of doing things is never going to produce fairness. And until they change their mentality, it's just never going to happen. They can talk right. about full time officiating and all that. They're they're, they're too content. They're too intent on. Uh, not making it fair, but trying to enforce rules and 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 without a safeguard, and it's never going to happen that way. Never. And in defense of Sean Payton, he his error is over as far as the New Orleans Saints coach is concerned. Let him move on. <laughs> he did his best. <laughs> well, again, I, you know, he quit, and he and he's going to go to another team. I think the Saints ought to get as much out of that situation as they can get. But Mickey better not play too bad a hardball because they got to make this trade and the Saints have to move forward. Like, you can't. Right. They got to move forward. And so I hope he right. doesn't play too hardball. I agree with you. Okay. All right. That's what I have to say. Thank you, sir. No, they I, – I, I hope. I hope they don't. I think it's uh, – you know, I'm hoping that whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we can really, really, really – get ready for the draft by having some draft picks here. More than they have now because some side of trick. And I don't need a first-round pick this year. Like, if they – because, again, I understand every how everybody thinks and everybody's so negative. The Saints already have a first-round pick this year. They just drafted him last year. Now, if he turns out to be a bust, that's one thing. But – and that's a, that's an issue, and we can discuss that. But the Saints to, to say the Saints don't have a first round pick this year is not accurate. They got one. They picked him last year. So I mean, I, again, I, I still think the whole narrative is, is off base. It's not that important to me. I would like to have a first round pick this year, but it's not that important to me. They just need to get picks so they can tr- hopefully get two more good players so they can m- move on with a plan. Um, and so hopefully he doesn't play. Too big a hardball. All right. That'll do it. We'll be back.
This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most? Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really, to his core, that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about, and I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct. Now, back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, man, are these reports really real? Like, they're talking like, I mean, again, they're not making this up. So somebody's leaking this or leaking this perspective. But the reports that you're hearing are that the Packers are ready to move on. Like, they're done with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to trade him if you believe these reports. Yeah, I I don't know. What makes me hesitant to believe any of it is just kind of the same thing with Sean Payton. It's like whoever is putting it out is strategically putting it out, right. whether that's the Packers or whether it's Rodgers or whether it's a third party. Like someone wants that to get out, and are they really ready to just go with Jordan Love? I mean, I understand. Now, like Green Bay, you want to talk about a spoiled franchise? Like they've had a franchise quarterback for 30 years in a row, right? So – do they think they're just going to get it right again with Love and that he's going to excel? I, I I would be holding on to Rodgers as long as I could. Now, I guess maybe they feel like the window kind of closed this past year because it looked ugly even with him. But, I mean, maybe they just want to reset and kind of rebuild. But that would certainly be a bit surprising to me. But, again, I mean, again, that's why I think you got to put things through a filter. Do you really believe that if Devontae Adams had stayed – that Aaron Rodgers has slipped that much in one offseason. There's no way. Again, it's a team game. We build up these individuals so bigger. No, of course he wasn't as good as they told us he was the year before. He just was playing with an elite receiver. You take that elite receiver, you give him some rookies, he's not going to look good. This idea, like, if if there, I think there are people that really think, like, if Patrick Mahomes was on the Chicago Bears, the Bears would be this great team. No, they wouldn't. Because they didn't have, they wouldn't have Kelsey, and they wouldn't have Andy Reid, who's one of the best offensive coaches in the history of the league. They got this Eberflus guy. I mean, it's just people just they can't put anything through a filter. It just amazes me. But if they're gonna, I mean, this offset, if they're gonna really send them, I hope it's to the Jets. Because I don't begrudge the Jets a little success. And theoretically, if you want Derek Carr, and again, it's possible as a Saints fan, you say, well, I don't want Derek Carr. I've heard Saints say, I don't want Derek Carr. He's too old. Okay, I'll listen to that. I'm not saying you're wrong. or I'm just saying I would take Derek Carr right now because I don't know what the other options are. Now, you tell me another option that's a little younger and better, I, I would take it. But how how realistic is that? But assuming you think, man, Derek Carr, as a Saints fan, I'd take him. I hope Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets because that eliminates a team that's a, that would be so theoretically on the short list to go get Derek Carr. Does it mean the Saints are going to get him? 
if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, but I would think it increases their chances if they really, if those reports are accurate that they really want him. That is, man, I don't know. Aaron, I mean, the whole Aaron Rodgers, are they really going to, because they got better as the year on, they really going to trust love? I don't know. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Foot. Howdy, sir. Well, how you been? Oh, I, I'm doing a little better after yesterday. I've been struggling. You've been struggling. Well, I'm going to make you salivate. Uh, do you, is that a good word, salivate? Oh, I love that word. Okay. We're having spaghetti today, and I'm making sure they got corn on the side. Got to have corn with the spaghetti. No, it got to be on All top, right. Cat. You got to put the corn on top. Well, I understand for some people. Yeah, but, uh, Foot, I volunteer at the Christian Service Center here in Abbeville. And Mondays, they have every Monday is spaghetti. That's a great meatballs, thing. Meatballs. And I, I, I said, look, man, you've got to bring the corn. Yes. And they, so what they do, corn. they get the corn. All right? And, and so, you know, anyway. and you know, and, and Rocky, you've probably done this because you're a man of the world. My wife, because I never really eaten it. My wife introduced something to me about a month or two ago to something called street corn. Man. That is really good. That's better than corn. Street corn is better than corn. I love. Oh, I love it. Have you ever had this street corn? Uh, not that Ooh, I'm really. Is it good, uh, man? I've had all kind of corn. My mother was a a corn fanatic, but when she would when she would eat corn, it sounded like somebody on a typewriter. I'm <laughs> telling you, this street you know corn I mean? is is better than corn. This is like corn right. on steroids. You got to try it. Okay, big news, foot. Okay. I found out where they have ping pong tables at UL at the rec center next to the girls' softball. Yeah, I would facility. think they have that there. Yes, sir. And guess who's going? Uh, guess who's going to uh, give lessons over there? You're going to you try know, to. I graduated from UL in '74 in general business, but I became an engineer in the oil field. Very, so you, very, I know what you know, you're going to do. And then I got my plus thirty and all that. Right, but charged. I know what you're going to do. You're going to walk into Bourgeois Hall and, and or, or get are you going to be in a wheelchair? You're going to get someone to roll you in, and you're going to have like no, bandages no, 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 all no, over no. you. And, and Nerver, then you're going to challenge him. You know, cripple. You know, yeah. the, you know, Bobby has yeah. his little things. You know, I taught Bobby how to play table tennis. And, and 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 you're gonna and you're gonna sandbag with your appearance, and then you're gonna challenge them all and beat them. I know how you are. How did you know I was gonna. Oh, I know. Bag? I know how you how are. How did you? How did you know I, I was know, gonna sandbag? I know. You. I know you. <laughs> and look, whoever beats me, guess what they get? What? They get a fried catfish for the whole team. Foot. You know I'm a catfish. I'm a... Oh yeah. No, that that's yeah, a, that's I'm, a great hey, deal. Hey, foot, and you can get hey, Bobby hey, foot, to make hey, them orange shawls. Hey, Hey, Foot, if you can line it up, I will I will personally fry a twenty pound catfish for you. Okay, but again, okay. you need to try to you need to investigate this street corn stuff. I love well, it. Well, I gotta find out yeah. about it and uh I'm gonna come find you. Thank uh, you for All right, Bye. take care. Dawson's like you never had have you ever had street corn, Dawson? Are you, I mean, I I might have. Are you referring to like the kind of like Mexican food style corn mixed up well, with I vegetables? Guess, I think there's and... different kinds, but like you get it in one of these little, you know, freezer bag vegetable deals. Uh-huh. It's called street corn. Man, is it good? Oh, it's it's now I've had. She's gotten some, a couple of them have like l- little different spins to it. But yesterday, uh, Michelle made this. I don't know what she calls it. Crock pot lasagna, which is basically just a bunch of raviolis. 
kind of mushed together for like lasagna, and sh- and we put street corn on top of it. Man, that was and I love that stuff. Street corn is the bomb. I'm just telling y'all right now. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, foot. Good morning. morning. For you, huh? Yes, sir. Hello. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, it's got to be a glorious day. Your 49ers is out. Cowgirls is out. I mean, hey, got the Super Bowl you wanted. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was a tremendous day. Yes. <laughs> All I can think about when I was watching the game, what about the game when you want? I know this man is serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I called about this Aaron Rodgers thing, and I, I, I figured this was coming soon with Rodgers and the Packers. You know why? He was holding them hostage. It reminded me of the Brett Favre situation. Retiring, retiring. They didn't know what he was going to do. And they finally got tired of his BS and sent him to the Jets. I well, we'll they, see. We'll see. I think this going to be the similar situation, but I'll say the Jets. But the reason why I don't want to say the Jets because I don't think they're going to send him somewhere where he can do good for himself. Because that's what they did to Favre. They sent him to the Jets to die. But he got out of there and went to Minnesota and did well until he met us. So I don't see them sending Aaron Rodgers to a team where he can prosper at. Well, I think so, the Jets are going to be pretty – I think the Jets are a good young defensive team. they got a good young running back. If he stays healthy, they got some good young receivers. Right. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, but he's the AFC. They ain't worried about all that. They ain't worried about all that. They stick – sending him to the well, AFC makes sense. Well you, know some, well, you know some franchises, you know, they be bitter about things and try to send you somewhere like the Giants did Odell. They try to send you to a team where you don't do good because they don't want it to rub it. They don't want it to come back in their face. Right, I understand. You know? And then if Jordan Love don't pan out, and Rodgers go do well. Now, you know, that fan base is going to be pretty mad at that organization. And that organization is owners is the, the, the fans. No, I, so, I get it. But, now, Paul, before I let you go, I know you're a man that likes to cook. Have you had street corn? I was about to ask you that. What is street corn? Oh, what? I'm just telling you. You need to investigate. I, I didn't know what it was till like a month or two ago. Michelle, I don't know. We were watching. So it was eating, and she made she put this corn. I'm like, what is this? She said, street corn. I said, man. Where did she find this? I've never heard of it. It's like in uh, these little freezer bag shawls that you get in a, in a grocery store. Well, I'm about to stop for the grocery store. Oh. We'll now, there's different kinds. Like, all street out. shawls is not the same. Like, some of them put a little more garlic and some of them more onions. Some of them are, like like, like Dawson said, they'll put, like, peppers and it's a little more uh, on the Hispanic twist to it. Yeah, but, man, yeah. it's all good. It's street corn is, man. It, it's, they put a little, a little extra imps to it. Yes. Yeah. You got me hungry, but yep. <laughs> I'm going to try this. I'm glad you never All right. this before. Have a good one, foot. You too. I'm not joking. It's good. All right, we'll take a time out. We got so much to get to today, and we just won't get to it all, but that's why we do it again tomorrow. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. How much does Foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49er. Back to Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. That song applied to me yesterday. Here comes the sun. Joey's trying to rain on my parade, but I'm not going to let him. We're going to maintain hope after that tremendous day of football yesterday. We're going to maintain hope that Casper the Quitter's going to 
you know, become the next coach of the Cardinals or the Broncos or someone that Saints can get some draft picks and, and, and move forward. Now, I'm about to bring up a subject that we probably should just bring it up tomorrow. But maybe we can just use this as a tease to tomorrow. In the, and people are commenting all over the country, but um, one of the shows that I typically watch each morning just to see what they're saying is is the on CBS Sportsline TV, there's like uh, The Fan, the original sports talk radio in New York City. And I put up with Gio, who I can't stand. But anyway, um, they are all up in arms because the Empire State Building, when the when the when the Eagles won the NFC Championship game, was put in green, which they want them fired. Whoever was responsible, that should be fired. And I, I could go along with that. But again, it, 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 it's funny to me because, and look, I'm, I'm with them. That is inexcusable. Like, that is inexcusable. Just like it's inexcusable for any Saints fan to pull for the cheaters. It's just, you're just spitting in the face. Pulling for the cheaters is spitting in the face of any real Saints fan. And again, for your own people, theoretically, to do it, it's just mind-boggling. Like, like I mean, people were calling all morning, that guy should be fired. Even Boomer, who's normally like Gio's the, the screaming, holler, irrational guy usually, and, and Boomer's kind of the calm, let's calm down and let's think. He, they, were, they were like, like, it's inexcusable, you just can't do that. And I agree with him. You can't do that. This, this uh, that's just awful. I mean, and again, I'm not even. I don't. I don't have no love for the midgets. Now, I appreciate the midgets, and I've talked about the love hate relationship that I, as a Saints fan, have with the midgets. Even though they've cost me some things uh, over the years, uh, cheated me in uh, in '88, cost me a playoff appearance and a division title, but. And, you know, that, that kickoff return game was awful. The 9-11 game was awful. But they've also done a great job of they kicked five field goals and beat, and beat the cheaters. You know, there's no way you could beat the great Joe Montana with field goals. You can't do it. Can't do it. But the midgets did it. Love them for that. Loved them. That, you know, when, when Jim Burt sacked Joe Montana into the turf and beat him 49-3, that was one of the 10 greatest football games of all time. And yesterday might have been one of them. You know, I don't know if it'd be in the top 10, but it'd be in the, it was in the top 20 for me. Outstanding game yesterday. Uh, and so I, I don't, I got a love-hate relationship with the midgets. I respect what, what they've done. And they beat the Patriots, and you get tired of hearing about the Patriots. So they've done some good things for me. But, no, you can't. It has nothing to do with liking the midgets. You can't do that. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Yeah, good morning, Foot. Good morning. Uh, I heard you all talk. When I got in the vehicle, I heard you all talking about um, street corn. Yes, sir. Uh, the gentleman that you were speaking to, tell him to find himself a, one of the fairly decent Mexican restaurants. Um or not even a restaurant, like one of the um, little food trucks. Uh-huh. And he'll find the Mexican street corn that is just awesome. It's good, huh? Oh, I, I, like, oh, I know, again, two or three months ago, I had I'd never heard of street corn. I didn't even know what it was. Really? And, oh, I, I just love it. My mom, I've got it. We've, got, we've tried every different kind. I like it all. Yes. Yes, it is very good. So, um... 
you know, tell him finer than, you know, the, the one that's the car in the car. You can't go wrong, bro. No, it's can't good. Go oh, it's good stuff. Yes, Got to put it, it on top so of the pasta. Him, avoid, avoid a grocery store to get a Mexican, Mexican street car. Avoid it at all costs. So it's probably oh, even better because I've only gotten the ones from the grocery store. So what you're talking about is probably even better than what I'm talking about. It is. It oh. is. Find a little nicer, fairly decent, authentic Mexican restaurant or one of the little um, food trucks. That might be too or much for one me. Of the, the vendors, and you can't go wrong. That might be too much for me, and but we appreciate go. it. Good hearing uh, from you. Well, all right, have a good one. You too. No, I, I, man. Some authentic street corn, even better than, you know, out of the little freezer shawls. That's, that's, I don't know. That might be too good for me, but I know that street corn is good. I love that stuff. I'm like, it, it, you know, and again, I like just plain corn out of a can. Don't get me wrong, but. That's street corn. That stuff. That, that is that is good stuff. So we need to we need to try a little more than that. But no, I know some people think you take oh, you're taking sports too seriously. You know, I've heard that it's just a game. Well, no, it's not just a game. I don't I don't I don't believe that. Now, for you, it might just be a game. For me, it's not just a game. That 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 is not an accurate statement. And so, no, I I get why people like that's just that's crazy. I can remember years ago, I had a friend. Well. A friend and a co-worker um, who went to Lafayette High and Acadiana won a state championship. And on Lafayette High's marquee, it said, congratulations, Acadiana High, for winning the state championship. Inexcusable. You can't do that. Like, that's not right. It's not. And I know in this era of participation trophies and all that, we think, oh, well, that's okay. Oh, no, you can't. You can't do that. Lafayette High cannot congratulate. Now, if you are meeting someone, like in a grocery store while y'all are both trying to go pick up some street corn, and, and and it's somebody who you grew up with or you know or you you know they go to church with you or something, you you can look around and make sure nobody's saying congratulations. That was a nice win for y'all, but you you can't put it on the the marquee of the school. You can't put. Like, if you're the New York City, I mean, what is the other than, you know, obviously the Twin Towers, but the Empire, even before there was Twin Towers, there was the Empire State Building. That's like New York City, the symbol of New York City. And you're going you're gonna to celebrate the Eagles going to the Super Bowl? I mean, just might as well just go to the Maras and just spit in their faces. That is awful. So I, I agree with all the people cr- criticizing. Just can't do that stuff. And in New York City, they did it. I got to admit, I got a little bit of a chuckle because I'm like, I cannot believe they did that. And these people were mad. They were like, that guy, whoever is responsible for that should be fired. And I was like, I can't argue with it. Can't argue with it. I don't know who's responsible. They had all kind of different theories. All kind of them. Like, it was the NFL. They paid for it. It was some rogue. Um, all, you know, it had all kind of different theories. We can maybe discuss that more a little bit tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all have a nice day.